0: Want to be entered to win a $25 Amazon gift card? Heck, who doesn't? All you need to do is head over to astorienside.com backslash survey and answer some quick questions about this podcast. Are you worried about giving us your email address? We promise we won't use it for anything but letting you know if you won.
1: It was like, you know, two 10 hour days of therapy. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, so, I mean, you're ther- You're my therapist, Kim.
0: Welcome to You Should Write a Book About That. I'm your host, Kim O'Hara, a book coach with a story inside, and I am interviewing fascinating people from all walks of life with a story to tell. Do these folks have a best-selling book in them? Stick around and find out. Several years ago, Kimberly Adams sat across from me on a couch She had just come from a serious one-week cleanse experience and was ready to start to face her demons on paper. She knew something about her life had to change. She had come from a hard-hitting sales career, but had created a model for teams to work together in corporate America from a place of joy and love, if you can imagine that. First, she had some old history to come clean with before she could step into this corporate hippie model. And as we sat there together, I could just see the layers shedding off of her, the wrong partners, the wrong bosses, and this beautiful understanding of who she was to become. And today she's back with me to talk about this book. And she is with the love of her life, Step Parenting in beautiful Orange County. It's so wonderful to have you back in my world, Kimberly.
1: Thanks, Kim. I'm so excited and happy to be here. It's been quite the journey since we first spoke. I think it's been two and a half years ago. So I'm so grateful and I'm so happy to be here.
0: What was that shift you had to make to call in the life partner you finally
1: needed and wanted? Um, I think I had to really be still and meditation is such a huge part of my journey to where I'm at now. That, um, me really allowing the ability to open up and to receive all the goodness that the universe had in store for me, really making that shift and feeling that I was worthy of it was a huge piece of that, that journey for me.
0: Yeah, because you come from this, you know, from corporate America where you were in, you know, in your 20s and 30s, there was a lot of fear and intimidation in sales. And, you know, looking for the right life partner or building a family just seemed to, you know, elude you. But I know for you that finding that peace fulfills this bigger picture of your life. Where do you think women give up?
1: I think they give up because they... um I don't know that they fully accept who they are and really understand who their soul is, right? Who we came here to be. And so that requires a lot of shedding, a lot of therapy, a lot of energetic Reiki work. I mean, however you want to put it. But I think, Kim, being a seeker, um, being someone who's open and like, really willing to do the work to to manifest the life beyond their dreams, that's what I was willing to do. And I didn't give up.
0: You did not give up. Now let's talk a little bit about like that fear and, and intimidation in sales. Why do you think you accepted that behavior back then?
1: Um. You know, I don't think I knew better at the time. Now, my first boss, Stan Woodward, who hired me at Broadcast.com, he didn't exhibit those qualities, but everyone around him did. And and most of the people like in that good old boy's male dominated role. Um, I don't know that the paradigm has ever actually been challenged until now. And so I think as a woman, I just went along with almost feeling grateful that I had a, a great paying job at the time, which is. When I look back, I wish I could have said something to my 28 year old self. But uh, yeah, I just think it was a system that's been in place for, for you know, hundreds of years or more. Yeah. And it's interesting because you make
0: money and then, you know, in this environment, right. And I think it's beautiful that you had that boss who was that shining light for you, you know, like one male figure that it was, was at least not, you know, operating out of domination. Right. But then lose the money and then get the money and then lose the money. And it's almost like, was it, was it worth it? Or for women out there that are getting into sales now, you know, Is it worth it to take the money or is it better to stand in your power of who you really want to be or who you want to be around?
1: I mean, I I, now that knowing what I know, I mean, I, I think it's better to to go deep within to look into your heart and see what is going to fulfill me. I mean, I think COVID's changed that more than anything of women that are going to start taking their power back and really being heart led in the direction they go, looking for what they're passionate about and truly believing the money will come from that. I think we're going to see that now more than ever. But I mean, we also still have to do what works for our families. Right, Kim? I mean, we have to sometimes we have to take a job in order to get enough experience to go to that next level. And so I would never judge any woman on the steps they had to take. But I do believe going deep within, listening to your heart, trusting your intuition will lead you down the path that will be your greatest success. That's so
0: beautifully said. Yes, we do not want to
1: judge any
0: women um, or anybody for that matter, because we've all been in those positions where it's like, well, maybe this will get me there and maybe oh, I'm going to not accept, uh, it's unacceptable behavior, but you know what? I'm not going to trust my, I, I'm just going to do what I need to. I'm going to shoulder on, you know, and shouldering on just is it it doesn't work anymore. You have this alternative approach to magical team building And it seems like something women would migrate to immediately, but you also see men as being trailblazers. How do you think you're going to bring them into the fold?
1: Well, I think, you know, when I think about being the bonus mom and the step parent that I am, I think about the other, you know, stepdads and all the men that truly, I mean, Kim, my boyfriend, Dave, I'm witnessing him going through a spiritual awakening. Um, I'm witnessing him Lead with love and compassion and joy. I'm um, seeing him, you know, use all these principles that we've been talking about since we've been dating. And it's just so exciting to see. So I know that men are craving this way to work too, not just women.
0: I love that that's happening. And you're, it's so conjoined, right? You meet this person right when you made this assertion that you were going to talk about this philosophy, this idea. And then now he's actually benefiting from,
1: he's like your guinea pig, right? Like he's your osmosis (laughs) guinea pig, which is great. I I love it, but I definitely think so. And it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's no accident. It's divine timing that we are together. So
0: if you're an employee or a worker, right. And you're in an environment and you feel cared for, then you know, chances are you're going to do better. You're going to do more. You're going to do better. I mean, you've seen the dynamics. You've had the horrid boss. You've had the great boss. Why do you think that's not a given in businesses to care for their employees?
1: I just think um, because we have come from such a male dominated way of working that I feel like a lot of um, and not only men, right, different people, how they were raised, how they grew up, treat people differently at work than they do in their own families, right? And so part of, I think, my journey with the team that I built at Yumi was really caring about them as individuals and their best and highest and what would make them happy and making sure they were getting self-care. And so it's this really idea of building these spiritual families at work and not just home. You can't treat people different. There has to be some integration, Kim, now with how people work and live, especially with, we're, we're in each other's lives and homes now with Zooms and Skypes and, and that energy exchange that's happening. So we have to start working in an evolved, enlightened way, um, to move forward.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. And I love that you use the word family and like the whole concept of family. It's not just your it's not just your biological family. It's like your your chosen family and your chosen family is not just your friends. It's the people that you work with. And, you know, when you call yourself a corporate hippie, I mean, I think when people hear hippie, they think, you know, beaded jackets and weed. Right. But I think what you're I think the brand you're talking about is family.
1: Yes, it is. I mean, uh, I just I got goosebumps when you said that. I mean, that is that's ultimately what is going to lead to the financial benefits of working in this way, of creating these spiritual families in work where you care as much about your employees as you do yourself and as you do your own family members. How can you not win with that combination? I love that term spiritual family. I I remember I'm back to where we were two and a half years ago
0: and you were talking about that. And I still don't hear anyone else say that. So, you know, you're really, I should
1: should write a book, right? Maybe
0: you should write a book. Let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. So I know it was very painful for you back then to write. I, I, I think I saw in you in a little bit of perfectionism, but in hindsight, it was maybe that you had to get into the different space that you're in now and and you knew then that your intuition with the book wasn't as spot on as it would be now like how does it feel now to write versus then Who doesn't want to live a pain-free life? Asutra's magnesium products are the go-to for part owner and tennis great Venus Williams. Plus, they have a fantastic yoga mat spray. Go to asutra.com, that's A-S-U-T-R-A.com, and enter books at checkout before March 2nd for 15% off your first order.
1: I was so um, and not that fear and doubt doesn't come in now, but I feel like it's the level of truly allowing an acceptance for where I am now and having that two years of being in California and and being with Dave and and the kids and everything I've built here. it's allowed me to almost, and then I Kim I got laid off twice during that time. So it was the universe basically telling me it was time to rest. Mm-hmm. And I' worked for 31 years in corporate America. And it was time to rest and to just be and to be a stepmom, a bonus, magical bonus mom. It was time to be a partner and um, just live. And so that's what I think allowed. And, you know, some of the work we started together, right, really writing down like journaling or writing down the book we started back in 2018. I think more stuff had to kind of, you know, be unblocked for me. The two VIP sessions we did, one kind of went down one way and went the other way. They were both super valuable and corporate hippies, the corporate hippies, actually the one that stuck for me. And that's really what's been kind of processing for me a long time. But it was so beneficial. It was like, you know, two 10 hour days of therapy. Uh, I, you know, so, I mean, you're ther- you're my therapist, Kim. You are your
0: own therapist and you talk about inner guru and you have an inner guru. Tell us more about what that feels like.
1: Well, I mean, I I, I use the inner guru and intuition, God-given GPS. I throw a lot of those terms out there, but inner guru, it truly, you know, Kim, we do know all the answers. We came to this earth and to this planet, and part of our job is just to remember who we are and what our soul came here to do, and I am, I'm getting a little emotional. I um, am, I've been Mm. so fortunate to start to remember who I am.
0: Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Like we don't put time in for that, like sit on the couch for five minutes and be in your body and be like, I'm a human being that's here. I'm
1: just here. You know? <laughs> like, you t- yeah, absolutely. And that, that stillness, I mean, I talk about it on my social media and in my book. I mean, the magic and the, and the ability to manifest truly is in that stillness, Kim. And smiling at
0: people. That's something that you talk about and, and 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 being a light worker with others. You know, it's it's like you go into a corporation that's making, you know, double digit seven figures, right? And just smile at people.
1: Just like be happy, right? Absolutely <laughs> absolutely. I mean, happiness is our birthright. It is. It's our birthright. And just being able to love on the people we work with and just want like, again, I, I know I talk about, too, you know, you you treat people this way in business and, and you you make sure they're going on vacation. You make sure they're taking care of their kids. You figure out ways to work around their kids schedule for them to be successful. And, you know, people are like, well, if you treat people so good, of course, they're going to want to leave. Like, first off, why would they want to leave that? I mean, would you want to leave that kind of working environment? And, and secondly, I mean, I do want ultimately what's best for them. And sometimes that's moving on and going to a different company or starting their own business.
0: And I think because you've been able to move on and go to, you know, you've had, you've done so many transitions. I think you're like fearless when it comes to transition, right? So you're able to say that to other people that are scared of that. They're like, what if it isn't better at that other place? Or what if what I'm feeling in my intuition is real, but I'm scared. And I believe your book is is going to create a platform for leaders, for employers, for employees, for corporations to... Maybe think differently. I know think differently. And especially as we're coming out of COVID, what's the best advice you give to anyone, small or big business, or anyone who's running a team or as a leader, as a first step to integrate more of these corporate hippie values into their organization?
1: Um, They have to start caring for the well-being of their employees. And I believe giving them the tools to do that. Like I'm hearing about companies hiring meditation coaches. Um, The old company I used to work for, one of my team members uh, that I used to work my rock star, shared with me six months after I left, they were bringing in meditation coaches on their national calls. So, you know, it's just simply... It does start with stillness. It starts with meditation. So really starting to understand how the world is shifting and how people are waking up to how to work and live differently. It it starts in little small ways of just bringing a meditation, you know, person on your phone call, Um, having yoga available, um, having a nap room. There's all these things that these larger companies, you know, Google and Yahoo and some of these larger companies have done for actually you know, um, years already. And it, it really does add to the bottom line. I was reading something Kim, like women led companies or women who lead in these types of ways and with compassion and love typically are 20% roughly higher in profits. So wow. I don't think that men can ignore that anymore.
0: No, I don't think any of us can ignore that anymore. And I, I, love that you came on the show today and you were fearlessly able to talk about rebooting your book, which I know is going to be a fabulous success. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Kim.
0: You've been listening to You Should Write a Book About That. If you enjoyed our episode, tell a friend to listen, subscribe or review on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, and Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts.